Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for the legendary law and order stories of the Wild West. This podcast features a forensic psychologist that looks at the history of the most infamous and famous outlaws and cowboys of the Wild West. So sit back, partner, and take a listen. Today we talk about the Wyoming killer for hire, Tom Horn. He was a scout, cowboy soldier, range detective, and Pinkerton agent before he turned to work as a hired killer in Wyoming. Thomas Horn Jr. was born near Memphis, Missouri on November 21st, 1860. He was born on their family farm. He was the fifth of 12 children. So the interesting thing here, as a forensic psychologist myself here, a consultant, he said to have had little companionship as a child, which is interesting, with 12 or 11 other siblings. And he had little companionship. Makes me wonder. But he was also severely abused by his father. He ran away when he was just 14 years of age. So it must have been really bad there. When, while little is known about this period in Horn's life, like most of our outlaws or even the good guys in, in the old Wild West, by the time he was 15, he was an Army scout and became involved in many Indian campaigns, including Geronimo's surrender in 1886. He learned Spanish during these years, and Horn would later write that he had played a big role in the surrender of Geronimo. Many historians doubt that. And actual accounts of that day indicate that Tom was there solely as a Spanish-to-English interpreter. Either way, after the surrender of Geronimo, Horn was discharged as a scout and reportedly mined for a while in Aravaipa, Arizona. Again, other than his autobiography, little is known about the period of his life. We know that he was involved somehow with the Pleasant Valley War between Arizona cattlemen and sheepmen. We also know he was an excellent roper in addition to his shooting skills, and that he won a steer roping contest in Globe, Arizona in July 1888, so about the age of 28. Then he participated in a Phoenix contest at age 30, second a record time of 49 seconds. But it was right around this time that he had gained an interest in law enforcement. In 1890, after proving himself doing a short stint as a deputy sheriff in Arizona, Horn joined the Pinkerton Agency as a roving gunman. Using his gun with lethal effectiveness, Horn tracked down dozens of outlaws, reputedly killing 17 of them. He was pressured to resign by the agency, even though he was respected as a tracker, reportedly to prevent bad publicity. Horn then decided to go it alone as a cattle detective, turning up in Wyoming in 1894, working for the Beef Barons. He was about 34 at this point. Horn denied killing anyone for the Pinkertons, although he offered the same lethal services to the cattlemen. As a stock detective for each cattle rustler he shot, he charged five to $600 and quickly proved to be a methodical manhunter and ruthless killer, which makes me doubt now that he never killed anybody as a Pinkerton agent. Killing men is my specialty. I look at it as a business proposition. I think I have a corner on the market. Now, I don't have enough of his historical background as a child, but with the severe abuse leaving early, the only thing we don't know is we don't know much if he had a criminal past or not. 
Um, so it's hard to determine whether he was really a psychopath, as I'm kind of getting at, to kill people as a business proposition. It doesn't have to necessarily be a psychopath. Some people can rationalize this behavior, like mafia hitmen and so forth. doesn't mean they're not psychopaths, but it's kind of hard. We don't have enough background. We do know it's highly correlated with, with child abuse, so there is that with the father, whatever severely abused means. I don't know if it was physical, emotional, sexual, neglect, all the above. I have no idea. But we'll continue on. At age 38, he headed to Tampa, Florida and hired on as a packer during the Spanish-American War. That was in April, but accounts show he was discharged by September due to contracting malaria. As he healed up, Horn headed back to Wyoming and returned to his dealings as a gun for hire. Records show that he was hired to stop cattle rustling in Browns Hole, Colorado in 1900, at which time he was going by the name James Hicks at this time. He would boast in a letter, I stopped cow stealing in one summer after he killed two area ranchers and scared the rest of the rustlers out of the area. In 1901, he was again a stock detective in Wyoming, but this would be his last stint. In mid-July, William Nickel, a 14-year-old son of a sheep rancher, was ambushed and killed in the Iron Mountain region, allegedly due to a case of mistaken identity as the bullet was meant for the father. About a week later, the boy's father, Kells Nickel, was shot in the arm and hip during another ambush. U.S. Deputy Marshal Joe LaFleur suspected Horn's involvement. The sheriff wanted to gain a conf- I mean, the marshal wanted to gain a confession out of Horn, pretending it to be in need of someone to take on a rustler clean job up in Montana. During this famous interview now, Horn admitted to the Nichols shootings, not knowing there was a court reporter concealed and taking notes. How about that? Ultimately, it would be his undoing. Horn complained at his trial that he was drunk during the interview. He would be found guilty, though, on October 23, 1902, at age 42, with the Wyoming, Wyoming State Supreme Court denying him a new trial. He was sentenced to hang, which was carried out in Cheyenne, Wyoming, on November 20, 1903. Horn was buried in Boulder, Colorado, at the Columbia Cemetery in early December 1903. While waiting for his execution, Horn wrote his autobiography, Life of Tom Horn, written by himself, A Vindication. His tales of getting Geronimo to surrender, as well as other embellishments of his killing career, would him, would garner him national fame as well as critical analysis, though. In addition to accusations of an unfair trial, much of the continuing controversy was based on statements in the book and its authorship. It is alleged that the book was actually the work of Hattie Horner Luthen, and that a cop- written copy by her had been found in Denver, Colorado. Regardless, Tom Horn was etched into Old West history, being immortalized in at least two motion pictures and a made-for-TV movie. Supposedly, during his lifetime, Horn was said to have committed over 17 killings as a hired gunman, so more than likely over two to three dozen people have perished by the gun of Tom Horn. And there you go, the Wyoming Killer for Hire. Have a good one, folks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP 1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C cell tumors. Do not use GLP 1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.